Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Let's go get him. That's another one for the fire. All right, and we're back with another new episode here for you guys. I'm your host, John. And I am co-host, Boog. And we got a brand new James Wan film for you here, Malignant. James Wan. Recognize the name. And that's about it. Yeah, because I've been telling you for years, this guy is your favorite director. Like, like, what's your favorite modern horror movie series? It's probably The Conjuring. Who made it? James Wan. My f- second favorite is probably Insidious. Who made it? James Wan. And what did you learn today, buddy? James Wan makes movies that I like. And then what else did you learn? Um, I don't know. I didn't learn nothing either. I was going <laughs> to say, what do, you, what do you want me to say? I was just, kinda, I was just trying to see. Sometimes you just got to put the shoe on the other foot. I don't think that's the Wait real use of that saying, but. <laughs> Wait a second. James Wan is going to be a producer for Salem's Lot? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just saw that news that came out like two a week or two ago, which I, I am a fan. I like one of my actually probably my all time favorite vampire design is the I think it was the seventies that they did the T V one, the, the Salem slot. Dude, your favorite is Twilight. No, it's not. New Moon. Nude Moon. Ooh. They probably did like a porn parody of that nude moon i don't know i gotta do my research hold on yeah go throw that into the little google i don't i don't want to i think my mom shares my google (laughs) she doesn't know how to set hers up yet well that would make an interesting uh, thanksgiving conversation when you go back i'm not going back for thanksgiving going back for christmas even (laughs) worse merry christmas what's the deal with these naked vampires Alright, so what what else have you been up to? This is the be- the best segment of the show. What have you been up? What has Boog been up to? Uh I actually had something planned to say and I completely blanked on it. Let me let me think about this. I gotta work I gotta work through the process. <laughs> um of thinking about what you did in the past week. Yeah, I usually have to think about this. It's hard for me. Uh work sucks. Movies are movies. Some are good, some are bad. Sports are back. Sports are a lot of fun. I like sports. Did Tony Hawk do a kickflip this week? That's a trick question. Tony Hawk does a kickflip every week. 
then I think it was a pretty good week for me. That was not the question. I said, what did you do uh, this week? <laughs> I figured out that... Uh, you finally... Yeah, I, I, I got nothing. <laughs> do you finally understand Reaganomics? I understood Reaganomics back in 2016. False. No, and then I forgot until about two weeks ago. Okay. You know what? You know what I learned a lot about this week. What? Billy the Kid. Yeah, yeah. That podcast, the four-part series, the last podcast on the left dudes did is very good. Honestly, the stuff that doesn't make it into the movies about the Billy the Kid legend, like the real things that he did, are like I would say maybe way more interesting than what's in the movies. I just finished the fourth episode probably about an hour and a half ago. And let me tell you this. Billy the Kid lived a lot longer than what history says. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Well, if you saw Young Guns, they like play that up. It's been a long time since I've seen Young Guns. You know what? It hasn't been a long time since I've seen something. Since I've seen this, 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 since I've seen the film, I would say *Malignant*. Is it *Malignant*? No, it's actually *Back to the Future* Part Three. I think I saw that like two weeks ago. It was. It was on TV. <laughs> it better always be on TV. I'd probably say that one's the least favorite of my three. But that's I, my I, second I, favorite. I do love westerns. For me, it goes *Back to the Future* Part One, *Back to the Future* Part Three, *Back to the Future* Part Two. See, mine's two, two, one, three. You like two more than the first one? Mm-hmm. I like the concept that there's like the of the divergent timelines. So I like that. But thanks to Avengers Endgame, we now know that that's just bullshit. No. We didn't learn nothing. We learned we learned enough to know that, unfortunately, that timeline splitting crap is BS. I wouldn't. So it depends on something that we can't prove, like the, theoretically, like um, like if time is a straight, unending line, you could technically go back and forth and change stuff, but realistically there would be branching paths like if you were to go back in time and change something there would still be the initial timeline where nothing was affected it went as normally but then there would be the divergent branch path it just depends there's no way to prove it but i like the idea of divergent paths i like the idea that you can't actually technically go back and change the past no i like the idea of that but what avengers endgame was saying is you don't go to that branch. You go to back to your future, your current day. Just because you started a branch doesn't mean that's the branch you have to follow because the path you went back is the path you're going forward on. I think that's just because of the wormhole machine they had or whatever the fuck it was. I don't know. I think we should not take our time traveling knowledge from... Hollywood films. I think that's that's what, what the takeaway should be. But also, well, time travel has nothing to do with this movie. 
Well, I just want to make this very clear. That's your first mistake. And not trust Hollywood. <laughs> I will never trust Hollywood. All right. And we're going to do the film Malignant. Let's do this. <laughs> What's... Uh... Do you want to do the synopsis? Uh, I'll, you know, I, I mean, I could fire this out relatively quick because uh, the movie does get very complicated, which I didn't really see coming because early on it doesn't really hint at a very complicated story. Um, but by the time of the third act, it is batshit insane. Um, so I'll just try to like generalize it, if that makes sense. I say you go all out. Well, I've I've seen it twice, so this is this is we talked about it before here. Um, so I watched it the first time, and it's a type of movie on your first watch. When it ends, you're not really sure to how you think about it. And I watched it a second time, and I kind of have a better idea of what I think about it, but I'm still I wouldn't say a hundred percent sure. <laughs> and after seeing That's it, true. I think you might be able to agree with that. I watched it once. I know exactly in the direction I'm going with this review. Well, I'm envious of you, Boog. I'm glad that you could be so sure of yourself after the one viewing. But uh, it took me two to even have a general idea because there's uh, some good things and some bad things. Um, but as far as the story, uh centers on a woman named Madison, played by Annabelle Wellis. Wallace, I don't know. I'm not great with name pronunciations. Um, she is a pregnant nurse, I believe. Uh, I think that's where she was coming home from at the beginning of the movie. Um, but her husband's upset uh, through them talking. You find out that she's had um, multiple miscarriages at this point. And he's getting, like, basically unfairly blaming it on her that it's her fault that this keeps happening. And they get into, like, a domestic dispute, and he pushes her against the wall. She hits her head and starts bleeding from her head. Uh, that night, the husband uh, falls asleep on the couch downstairs. He's woken up by a noise. Uh, he goes to investigate it. Uh, eventually, he's killed by... It looks like this creepy black shadow. Uh, and then the shadow comes after uh, Madison herself. And then she ends up passing out, waking up. Uh, whole crime scene goes to the hospital. There you get introduced to the two detectives on the scene, which I, I really like them. Um, they were played by George Young as Kiowa Shaw, which is a weird name. And... McCool Bri Brianna White played Regina Moss. I guess they're two homicide detectives, uh, which they play pretty well off of each other. Um, and so we basically, at this point, get into her. She comes home, um, and then she starts having these visions where she can't move. She's paralyzed, but she sees the killer going after these different targets, and she it's almost like she's in the room with them. And then when she comes to... She's back at home. Uh, time has passed because typically it happens at night, and then she wakes up in the middle of the day. Um, eventually leads to the detectives. Uh, I guess initially they're not accusing her, right? Like, they're not really. But it, but it ends up what they find out, basically accuse her of doing the killings. Um, 
but they have her go see a hip hypnopsychiatrist. I think that's how you like the official title, but they basically put her in a hypnotic state and try to remember her past. Um, turns out, so she was adopted and the different victims that the killer was going after are all people that had played a past role um, before she was adopted as far as the doctor that operated on her when she was younger. Um, the one ended up being her actual birth mother. And that's when the movie absolutely goes off the fucking rails. So she comes back to uh, a body upstairs, or a person breaks out from upstairs. It turns out she had a body upstairs, so now she's going to jail. And um, the big reveal happens as far as who the killer is. And we'll get into that more in the pros and cons. But initial thoughts before we get into that book. What did you think of the last portion of this movie? It got absolutely crazy. Just to put it nice and simple. It, I really couldn't get a feel for how it was going. Because based off of the trailers, my initial thoughts of this was it was like a paranormal type movie. Type horror film, I guess you can say. Yeah, I th from the trailers, I th um, honestly thought it was some type of, um, like not possession movie, but had she had like an attached haunting from when she was a child. The trailers are something that really misled the viewer into what type of experience they were getting into. As far as like the way the movie ended, I going through it, I didn't know how they were gonna pull it together. But not in a million years could I have guessed how that third act of this film turned out. Like, that was definitely not what I was... That was definitely not on my bingo card for how this movie would end. No, not at all. And the absolute craziest thing in the world is we should have realized this from the beginning of the movie. If you, if you think back, the very first scene takes place, what, 1993 in that... Uh, psych hospital or something wherever um, it is i guess it was like a psychiatric but the the doctor there she's the one her her big thing is like facial and um what's what's the term for it um starts with a no i think but it, it's like reconstructive surgery for for children um yeah, so like that was but you don't really get that much at that opening segment um and then you kind of do get a glimpse of like the killer then but you don't realize the full extent of like what's going on in that scene until later on so i i think if we're just gonna just go back here for a second i think if we have to start off pros and cons my initial con and this happens all the time this is where I was saying before, you can't tr ever trust Hollywood. It, I think I would have appreciated the film more had the trailer not advertised a different movie. So that my first initial con is the trailer does this movie no favors because they advertise a completely different movie and then what we end up seeing. I completely agree. I love, absolutely love paranormal horror movies that's my jam that's my that's my shit that's my go-to 
and it couldn't have been farther from the truth with this film. That's why it's I was leading up. If you, if you listen paranormal. in our past episodes, even our last episode, I was saying like, I think this is going to be one you like because I saw James Wan's name and I knew that those, even though you didn't know, <laughs> those were the movies that you've really liked over the past like 10 years or so. And it, from the trailers, I thought it was like some type of paranormal movie. I'm like, this is going to be 100% Bugs film. But uh the trailer monster got us. Um, I'll start off with two. I'm not going to do. I have I have three total that I absolutely loved. The two that I love, though, that I'm going to start off with. When she is boarding up the house, relatively early in the film, and she looks through the people, and the camera doesn't like it. There's not a transition to looking through the people the camera like zooms in and looks through the people itself. You know, yeah. am I, am I saying that right? Um, so technically the way you would film that scene would be, you would zoom out and, but you would move the camera forward at the same time. So you get an effect of actually like leaning in. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, I like how there was, it wasn't like a, you know, cut filming, transition put the camera slowly in front of the people and then start filming again it was all one big scene that the camera kind of had to maneuver up to it to look through i i thought that was an awesome little like look out it was very short and very very brief but i appreciated the camera work there i thought that was excellent that, that was that's my first one. Second one that i absolutely loved absolutely loved when she's running through the house and it shows a top-down view of her running through the house, I thought that was beautiful. Because you really got a sense of how much house there is, how alone she is in that house, and just the, the pure panic of seeing her run from room to room up the stairs into her room and just like hide, you know? I yeah. thought that was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. I had that written down. That scene, I was just thinking, like, how the fuck did they film that? Like, you'd have to have, like, a closed set, maybe, and then, like, because it's over the head, and it's almost like you cut the roof off the house, and you're filming down. It was going through the different rooms, and the camera was in and then out. I, that, that was one of the biggest positives for me in this movie in general was the camera work in the the filmography like they crushed it the from like the angles the lighting it was it was a beautiful movie to look at for the most part great set pieces like that creepy house the fog rolling in um the underground area where they go at the one point with the with all the old um or those like wagons and they had the smoke in there as well uh, the different like uses Seattle of uh, underground. Yeah, the different uses of lighting with the reds and the yellows. It was I, that was great. That was my high marks. But there was a couple issues I had as far as um, I guess it wouldn't be so much the 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 camera work, but the, the some CGI just looked fucking terrible. Um specifically when the killer was running around and jumping i just thought it looked so out of place because you had these beautiful set pieces and 
this blatantly fake CGI running through it. Yeah, and it was it was weird how to, to me they kept teasing that it was like paranormal, even though so we saw we saw the. I mean, technically, the the, villain, ki- the killer Gabriel the killer. has some paranormal abilities as far as like affecting the light. The way it communicates is it um, hijacks like radio signals and talks through. Uh, radios and things like that. I thought that the that was pretty cool. Like to the character, I did think his like killer voice was kind of generic, but I, not not a real big issue with that. Um, overall, I think with the killer himself, I thought it was pretty pretty cool for the like. That's what every time like that's why I'd watch his second for the most part. Like up until the third act reveal, the killer was pretty cool. And even then, it still could have been like a cool, creepy-looking dude. But the way they filmed the later parts, so like, spoiler alert, we'll hop into this. And if you haven't seen this, I don't think you'll believe what we're going to tell you. But the killer ends up being a malignant tumor in, (laughs) actually specifically a teratoma, which is like a mass of like old, undeveloped flesh and teeth and stuff for like when an infant is in the womb that's going to develop into a twin but gets absorbed back in. I don't know, all kinds of medical-y shit. But the <laughs> ends up, at times, can hijack the main character, Madison, who we find out is actually, her real name's Emily, hijacks her body and comes out the back of her fucking skull. And so, like, all the times we'd been seeing the killer in the movie... Um, turns out it was Emily's body working in reverse. Like she was still there, but then her arms and legs like contort and work backwards and her hair separates in the back and the monster's face comes out of the back of her skull, her cracked skull. Um, I mean, I thought, I thought the effects on Gabriel, like the killer tumor, he looked pretty creepy, pretty good. And it also led so that one police sketch scene made me laugh when the the cop, uh, what was her name? Was it Regina? One of the detectives. Yeah, Regina. Regina. Yeah, she, um, when she says, what are you telling me to put out an all points bulletin for sloth from the Goonies? I know, I wrote that down. Reference to the Goonies. Yeah, you're always, you're always going to get points for a reference to the Goonies. I actually, with, I wrote plus one for mentioning the Goonies. That's what I wrote down on a piece of paper. So guess what? They already got a one out of ten, baby. That's a free point. That's the freebie. It's like bingo. Everyone gets a free point. But so then there's this crazy action sequence near the end where the killer goes through the Seattle Police Department and kills all of the the police officers, like in one crazy guns blasting, knife stabbing scene. Uh, but it looks so goofy because in the past, earlier in the movie, before the reveal. Uh, Emily's face was always covered up by the hair, but now that it was out in the open, her hair was like her face was there with her sleeping, and it just looks so like fake and stupid. Let's put it, let's put it this way: she didn't have any bangs, so you can see her face perfectly. And when her head split in the back to expose the killer's face, she had no hair covering her face. It sucked. Yeah, it looked very awkward. Didn't. 
didn't like uh, have that creepiness to it like it did earlier on. Early on, um, there was some other cool, like I guess, practical effects, like a lot of broken arms with bones sticking out. Those looked cool. Um, yeah, I'm this, not this, a fan of that ever. The CGI was was bad though. Give me, give me a solid pro. What do you got? Solid pro. I had I. So I can't even say a solid on this one because this is like for the most part. But I thought that eighties inspired synth soundtrack that they used in the movie was awesome. But it looked very out of place in certain scenes in this movie. I what do you what do you synth soundtrack? It is the soundtrack for this movie. I don't know. So when when I think of the soundtrack, I actually I have a con, and that is, it's early on in the film. The music that's going on, I thought was absolutely horrible. That's I got that stuck in my head when you started mentioning like the song track, and I was like, "Where are you going with this? That this is a con, or with this is a pro?" Because I thought it was like it ruined the movie at times. So the idea of this movie. I guess from reading about it a little bit afterwards um, and then watching it, I've seen a lot of like the older, like sixties through the late eighties of the like Italian style horror movies. And so this was basically like James Wan made one of those movies. So like a lot of times their musical scores in those um, are something very similar to this. And if you look at some of the lighting some of the different story ideas that he took, those mimic a lot of those old school Italian horror films. So he basically made a Hollywood version of Italian horror film. And I've, I've always liked the, the, the 80s synth style soundtrack. So, I mean, it could be a personal preference, but I did have some scenes that just didn't work with it at all. But the other one was weird is the main soundtrack that they would play, like the main theme that they had playing in this movie, I would have to look. I didn't look in the credits, but they might have to give credit to the Pixies because I'm like maybe 65, 70% sure that it was just like an instrumentalized version of Where Is My Mind by the Pixies. Like, I'm serious. Like, if you pulled up that that music and then put them side by side, like, I expected at any point when they would go on for them to start coming in singing, like, Where Is My Mind? You are, I'm going to guess, correct. Really? I don't know. I typed in, I'm on Google. I typed in Malignant Pixies, and the first thing that came up was video. It is Malignant. Yeah, it is. I just. One OST, Where Is My Mind, Pixie cover. Yep. So I'm, I'm on, um, I'm on IMDB, and as far as the soundtrack, they had to give Frank Black, who was the lead singer, of the Pixies credit for Where Is My Mind. Good catch. I just, when I, I heard it, I thought it was going into that, but like, I guess that's why I liked it. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was like, I enjoy that style of music and especially in horror films, but there was points when it just didn't fit with what was on screen. So, and especially some of the sound effects they used, this was, would be my biggest con of the whole movie is the sound effects playing up something that's supposed to be super dramatic, 
but the acting in this movie. So all the points that I give it for visual style are being pulled back down by how fucking terrible the acting is in this. Like, it's insanely bad. I don't know if it's the actors, actresses, or if it's just the the dialogue, the script, but it was it was painful. Anytime there was like a scene with the main character played by Annabelle Wallace, um Willis. Is it Will? It looks like Wallace. It's pronounced Willis. Are you sure? No. Okay. I'll believe you. But the main actress who played Madison slash Emily, it was fucking painful, dude. It was, I think you said it the best when we talked about it after we both watched it one time before I watched it the second time. Uh, it's soap opera levels of overdramatic. And then couple that with like the dramatic sound effects and cues they use to try to like, um, to like bring out emotion in the scene. It's just like almost laughable. I don't it's, know. It reminded me of a soap opera. How and and I again like I, the cinematography. I thought was great, but for the most scenes, part, because now that you said part, that, I remembered another issue I had with the cinematography when they would go into those like dreamscape like settings. The the CGI like dissolve of the walls into this like dreamscape looks so cheesy. See, that was actually my third like cinematography effect that I absolutely I absolutely love that. I loved how the room kind of looked like you it was either like melting or like like the ashes were like blown away or something of it. So and it was like transitioning to the uh, like where the killer's being like being where the killer's doing the killing, you know. I I absolutely love the, those transitions, the room transitions. I like. Yeah, the CGI was a little rough there, but overall, I, I absolutely love that. I, I thought that was such a unique transition. So I liked the concept of it a lot. Just the execution, it, I just thought it looked cheesy. But there was a lot of things in this movie that made me think especially since this is a new line production and they hold the rights to what I'm about to say. But I feel like James Wan is auditioning to direct a new Nightmare on Elm Street movie. From the dreamscape type killer to the, they run through that boiler room with the different lights and stuff. Like that's something that was straight out of a Nightmare on Elm Street film. We haven't had one in a while. And I think James Wan could crush that. And especially a franchise like that, I feel like he would be given a budget, which I'm not saying you necessarily would need a good budget to do that, but I think like this felt a lot in some ways like his audition to bring that franchise back. Would you give it to him? A hundred percent, not based upon this film. I was going to um, say, if, if, I if mean, he sat down in front little... of you and said, hey, I, I directed The Conjuring, I directed Insidious, and I directed this movie called uh, what is what's this movie called? He says that like under his breath. Would you give it to him? I don't like, think he would say that under his breath because I'm pretty sure he's fairly confident in his work. But he is a director that has had proven success. He has been he's shown capably that he can put visually striking scenes on the screen. 
as well as he's had success in earlier movies, like with emotional um, actors, actresses getting the most out of out of the script there. I wouldn't really necessarily say like this movie's like a complete misfire, but but it, there's... it's nowhere even close to the Conjuring films, yeah. or even even in my opinion, Insidious films. Yeah, if you, I mean, I don't know. I don't hold the Conjuring in, in Insidious films as high regard as you, but I definitely appreciate them as solid films. Um, but to make a good Nightmare on Elm Street, I don't think you would need necessarily like some like crazy artistic like auteur to come in and make something like that like i think he would be a highly capable person to direct one of those films like i think a lot of times people hold hold these classic horror franchises in higher regards than really they are like people freaking out on like a friday the 13th movie like oh this person's gonna direct or halloween and they never really look back and stop and say like the vast majority of these movies aren't great but like the real reason people watch them is they like want to see their favorite killer up there like i'm not saying go out and absolutely dis disrespect the legacy of a franchise but like you can go out there and do the source material justice and i think james wan could do that so i would 100 percent give it to him even based upon this film which i'm not the biggest fan of there's enough positives of what i know about the nightmare on elm street series that i think he given the reins could make an excellent movie in that franchise I'd be curious to see if they did. When's the last time we had a Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, 2010. That was that shitty reboot. <sighs> Is with, it sad? Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Is it sad that I, I don't think that's that long ago, but that's over a decade ago? Yeah. Oh, no, I feel you. I do that all the time when someone's like, oh, I, I was like there in 2012. And I was like, oh, that's not that. And then you stop and think about it like, oh, shit, that was a decade ago. Yeah. The older you get, the faster time flies. And I can explain that to you theoretically, but I am not going to waste uh, the audience's time. So. <laughs> My or, or at least their perception of time. Well, we already talked about Back to the Future and Endgame time travel. So, All right, so I'll explain it as simple as possible. As you age, your perception of time increases. So, like, you know when you were a kid and it was like, september and it felt like forever till christmas but when you're older like september to like december is like you you fell asleep and you woke up it's because as you get older your brain processes time faster so the older you get the quicker time passes by uh to quote smash mouth the years stop coming and they don't stop coming And I think we just ran out of money because I, we just got sued by Smashmouth. I think uh, I think you get a trophy for that. I think that you, you get a trophy. I think, you get a jail cell to yourself. I think um, I think the last act of this movie really drove us crazy because I was sitting there and like I was like I can't believe like they decided this is how they were going to end this movie. The, the, the ending, end of this... I was the, there was a there's a really cliche like horror move I thought that they did the ending of this movie, and you may agree, you may not disagree, or you may wait, did I say, did I say that right? You're not giving me too many options there, bud. 
All right, just agree with me. Let's just say, just say I agree now. No, I'll agree. I'll let me hear hear what you're gonna say first. It could be fucking stupid. Knowing me, it's not going to be. Just say what the fuck you're gonna say. Ah, wow, that was really poetic. Knowing me, it's not going to be. Okay, sorry. Um, the really cheesy horror effect that I thought was when they were fighting in the jail cell. When you actually see the killer's true form. Oh, let me stop and... you right there. I don't want to cut you off, but you just made me think of another con. Um, so if you have a suspect for a murder, right, there is no situation where you would put them in general population. And I know they did that for like plot conveniences because they needed to up the body kill and have that whole dramatic scene with her killing all the people in the cell. Well, I guess technically Gabriel controlling her body killing those people in the cell. Um, but just for reference, you would never put a um, suspect of multiple murders in general population. But at that point, they didn't think she was a, su- a suspect. Yeah, they did. That's why she was arrested. She was arrested, and then they went to the jail, and they were inter- uh, interrogating her. But they received a phone call from the killer as she was sitting there quietly. So I think they weren't suspecting her of anything. They just needed to keep her, like... Like hold on to her, so they just like put her in the rain in the cell. Well, if she's if she's not arrested, they're not gonna like continue to detain her. Like that's the thing is like they still suspected her. Like if I was those cops, like so this is something I would have done different in the movie. They didn't play up any of the mystery of it. Like as as far as this sounds crazy because the plot is all over the place, but they played it like straight line, least complicated every time. Like nobody really ever asked questions in the movie. If I was the detectives, I would have thought the sister who acted like she knew nothing, I would have thought she was the one that made that phone call, not the killer calling through my phone on an unknown number. You know, like I would have detained both of them at that time. That's actually a good thought. I I did not think like that. Yeah, but um, that's why it takes two to tango. So what were you going to say before about your... Uh, we, we you actually brought up an, something else that I thought was a cliche horror action, and I'm going to go with this one first because it happened early in the film when the one detective kind of caught the killer and decided to chase after the killer. How dumb was that? So stupid. He never called for backup. He fell off like two flights of two flights of uh. What is it? What are those things called? Uh, fire, ex- fire escape. Fire escapes. Yeah, that's. He, he fell two stories off a of fire escape onto a dumpster after he was stabbed already in the shoulder. And instead of calling for backup, he proceeds to chase the killer like two blocks down the street into the underground, into the Seattle underground that they showed earlier in the film. And I can't think of any cop that would do that. Yeah, it's just I, 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 especially if how simple it is to call in backup now, like that would is the absolute dumbest decision. And I hate in horror movies when characters make dumb decisions. I, I, exactly why I'm bringing this up. So that was that was my first one. You made me think of that when you said uh, with the cops not being intelligent or something. Yeah. You said something with cops and mm-hmm. brain clicked. My second one that I was talking about earlier when she's detained. And the true killer is shown. The cop that comes up to try to like help 
everyone in that jail cell, he instantly pulls his gun out and starts firing. And he shoots, he, he pushes his arm through the bars to, sh- to shoot at the, the killer. And the killer just like dip, dodges, dives, weaves her way up and just snaps his arm off, gets the keys and just breaks out. Like the, the, the cop, that, the detective chasing the killer was horrible. This cop yeah, just like sticking his arm through the, of, the bar and just shooting of, into like a, a crowd. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's weak script writing in general. Those are just like plot contrivances. Like it happens for convenience to move the plot along. And I, I agree with you. I hate that. I thought, I thought it was cheap. I could, I, there could have been a better way. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. Yeah, I definitely think there is a better movie because I was I was interested. Like it kept me going through because I wanted to know where they were going to go, um, but they just didn't end up going where I think I w- I wanted them to go. Which I really didn't know where I wanted the story to go. But it's not. I know where it, now. I know now. I do know where I don't want it to go, and that's <laughs> where this movie went. I feel like we've been kind of hard on it recently, but to be honest, early on in this movie. There was a there was a moment where I thought to myself like, all right, this is the first time that since I'm living alone, I might actually sleep with the light on because this is kind of spooky. What's going on? So I was thinking the first time I watched it, I was like, when it led up to that first kill, I'm like, this movie's gonna be scary as fuck. Yeah, and I was I literally thought like, you know what, door's gonna be shut, closet, I'm gonna have to check it underneath the bed, check it. My cat's not sleeping with me. He's gonna have to be in the other room. Check, if he check my feet, I'm gonna freak like. I thought it was going to be the first time that that happened. And then the movie kind of transitioned. Um, do you have any other pros and cons? Another kind of con that I had was how the killer was activated, shall we say, activated. When her husband smashed her head against the wall and that woke up the, 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 what the tumor teratoma the teratoma in like the back of her head and you ever google googled pictures of teratoma no and i don't want to oh they're disgusting like yeah they're like I these tumors of balls and to. flesh and it's like like um there's like hair particles in it and like actual full like human teeth it's disgusting kind there's of look, it kind of looked like the monster on the back of her face there's a reason why I never want to become a medical professional. Because you can't read? That's like 50-50. I could, I could work my way through it. Maybe. No, I, I can't stand... I, I can't stand looking at... I don't... I don't like like growths on people's bodies, shall we say? I can't stand. I once thought I wanted to become a, um, I don't know, someone who works on the side of like the uh, like sporting events on the sidelines, stuff like that. Because like, oh, you know, I'll have a front row view of every sports game. And then I saw someone like snap their ankle and their bone sticking out. I'm like, oh yeah, that's not the career path for me. But you always wanted to become an ice road trucker. That is a fail-safe job for me. Okay. 
don't know if you're going to get too much ice in North Carolina, though. I don't know if I'm going to qualify. I do have glasses. I don't think that stops you from being a trucker. I don't know. Oh, boy. Yeah, so... You got any other pros, cons? I really, I really don't. I really don't. I, I wrote down a couple other things. Well, we could always, like... <laughs> discuss them or whatever like it doesn't just have to be pros and cons like anything you want to talk about we could do that early on in the film without me knowing what was going on i called the killer uh the shadow um i said and and all the all the like the first things that happened like her bashing her her husband bashing her head against the wall her like oh yeah yeah hold on when she's running away from the killer Hold on, back back to that again. That's what I was going to say before I forgot. You bring up a, a good point there. So, like, for that, like, toss, and it doesn't actually surprisingly take that much force to crack the back of your skull. You'd actually be really surprised. You could trip and just fall down backwards, especially you that's a little bit taller, and your whole, whole back of your head could smash in. It's, like, crazy to think about. Um, But for that to happen and... The, the to free up the the tumor in her head in the back there, I think um, she'd have a lot bigger issues, you know, than like oh when it comes out like I black out like I think if it was enough to crack that skull and stuff there she would be passed out. I don't think she would wake back up. Yeah, exactly. I I I wrote down. I literally wrote this down. Okay, I literally wrote down all this running slash head injuries not good for the baby. Next one. Monster slash shadow went into her 50 bucks. That's my bet. I, I took that bet against myself. It turns out I was kind of right, kind of wrong. And then we found out, boom, three miscarriages in two years. Yeah, it turned out that uh, the teratoma in her head, Gabriel, her monster fake, or I guess not fake, but like the form twin that they decided to push back into her body to get rid of it because it was getting too powerful, survives on eating the life force of her unborn fetuses. And if that sounds insane to you for like listening to this and not seeing the movie yet, yeah, that's 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 this movie. I just want to point out, I couldn't have been more right. All this running slash head injuries, not good for the baby. I didn't know that he was in there, that I guess, Gabriel was in her head, but I, guess, I was right. I guess you're splitting hairs there. As a play on the hair split and the face comes out in the movie. But yeah, technically, the head injury allowed Gabriel to come out. Uh, he is directly the result for her losing all those kids. But that's the thing with this movie. Like, the way this movie ends, like, it's supposed to be like a happy ending. Like, she saved her adopted sister and the she locked Gabriel away in, like, her mind jail or some shit like that. But, like, she also just killed about 45 cops. Like, I think she's still going to jail, right? Like, it's going to be pretty hard for them to prove that it was the monster teratoma in her head. I guess they have some of the old videos they found. Um, but there's been no other direct sources, I guess you can say, of this of that being a cause to murder an entire police precinct. Yeah, I I guess it just I guess it depends on how good of lawyers you have. Um, she's a nurse. She's going to jail. 
Yeah, but people would represent you. It wouldn't be a landmark case. So, I don't know. But there is all the police, like, precinct footage and everything like that. They could really prove it wasn't her. Because she could, I guess, see that monster face. But I don't know. I, I just... When the movie ended, I was like, um, I'm not really sure about this. So I had to watch it again. And I'm slightly more sure about it. But even still, like, there is some positives like this movies in my opinion is is worth at least one watch uh because it's like you got to experience it you know uh and I... on that note i think we'll hop into uh ratings and recommendations and boog it sounds like you want to go first I, I i just want to say one thing before we go into into the goods if she ever goes to, I'm assuming she'll go to court for this if we play out the scenario. If she ever goes to court, she's going to be trialed as a psychopath. Tried. Tried. Tried, tried as a psychopath. Not, and also, not necessarily. And also, I wouldn't put it past them or like people to consider the maximum penalty for her actions be, that being like the death penalty the more i think about it now there is no trying for maximum whatever because um i don't think she gets convicted at all so now that i really think about it like are you familiar with what happens if you kill a person while you sleepwalk i am not nothing nothing happens if you kill a person when you sleepwalk it's How been, can you prove that you were sleepwalking? You would have, like, a medical past history. And you would have to prove that you didn't knowingly do something to induce, like, your sleepwalk state. And you can't be tried for killing somebody while you sleepwalk. It's been, it's have it's real-life court cases. Um, but I think she would have a strong case to not get convicted because, especially since her sister went to... Um, the abandoned asylum and got the old VHS tapes of the whole Gabriel and the operation of having him um, pretty much dissected and the remaining bits of it put back into her brain, as well as the cops with the firsthand witness of what went on in the precinct. And like, I'm sure they have security cam footage and stuff there. Like it would be a pretty easy case to get dismissed as far as like, yo, this there is a documented medical past history on this so i i think she would the more i think about it now i think she would be all right i'm gonna disagree i think that penalty well that's why you're not involved in the legal system book because we have another laws another profession that i don't want to be part of i almost was i really was but uh and that was a mistake uh i guess not necessarily i don't have crazy law school um Loans to pay back, just regular college loans to pay back. You make a lot of money, but you're a shitty person. I mean, not necessarily. You could do, like, the, making broad generalizations about anything is always going to lead you down a, a dark path there, Boog. If, if I can give you any type of life advice. But there's there's good and bad people in all professions. You could be, like, a social advocate. um, uh, a, a thankless job is those uh, attorneys that do like um, like pro bono work or public defendants 
for people that can't afford like so there's different avenues in every career but yeah there's shitty people in every career but as a rule of thumb i just don't make broad generalizations that being said i hate you book so what you're saying is there's shitty people everywhere yes but there's also good people everywhere too so not to be like a negative like we are a broad spectrum of people are you gonna give me your ratings or reviews or like nah? Let's dive let's dive into that. <laughs> or like or like nah. So my ratings and recommendations. Ratings first. I am gonna give this movie. I'm gonna give it a six point four out of ten. The cinematography I thought was great. The trailer was deceiving, which I did not like. And they mentioned the Goonies. That's a plus one. So 6.4 out of 10. For my recommendations, to be honest, this movie kind of reminded me of old-timey classic like monster films, if that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I know, yeah, I know was, me, this I've was seen def- a lot of this was de- this is definitely like more of a monster film than anything. You wouldn't like, expect it from the trailers and even the beginning of this move, movie, but it definitely becomes like a creature feature by the end. Absolutely. Me and you, we have seen our fair share of monster films, classic, some classic, some new. Shout out, uh, it, what the fuck's that drive-in movie festival we get to? Fucking, monster mash uh monster monster rama shout out monster rama at the riverside monster driving rama. why do you every time i go to talk you fucking talk i hate you i i i could say the same thing for you just let me fucking say what i'm gonna say book shout right, out right, to back. monster rama at the riverside driving we saw a lot of classic a lot of newer monster movies that we didn't, just what are you talking? Thing. We didn't see any newer. They were all classics or like throwbacks or cult hits. Like it's all just like old school. It's a great time. If you ever find yourself in uh fuck, I don't even know what the town that is, but it's the Riverside Driving in PA. A little bit north of Pittsburgh. You go up there, great time. They have hands down the best funnel cake I've ever had in my whole entire life. Imagine a funnel cake. Picture Soft, it. Picture it, if you will. Picture it. Picture it. Imagine it in your head. Close your eyes. I have to close my eyes. I see it every day. Shut up. (laughs) Shut your mouth. Soft. I can't. A soft, but somehow crunchy funnel cake. Tons of powdered sugar on it. And then what do you know? What do you know what they do? What do they they do, Blake? What do they do? They decide to put a cheesecake on top of it. And you can either get blueberries, strawberries, I'm pretty sure bananas. I don't. I don't know, but you can get berries on top of that cheesecake Actually, on top I think of your that funnel cake. There's three options. It was apples, strawberries, or blueberry. And it's not was, a cheesecake, you fucking idiot. It's the cheesecake filling. I was so close that just keep your eyes shut and imagine that. Just that smell. Chef's just kiss. That, just that real deep, super sugary. Doughy smell. 
I don't know where I I'm don't, going. Yeah, with I don't this think anymore. you know how to eat a funnel cake. But anyway, their funnel cakes are great. It's a great time. Um, they usually run like a Friday, Saturday. I think they got one coming up in September. Oh fuck, it is September. But uh, it is. <laughs> I think I'm losing my mind. But this movie got us like fucked up. Anyway, it's because you watched it twice. Yeah, I think don't watch it a third time or you're just done. You'll just go into that like catatonic state she does when Gabriel takes over. Or do watch it a third time. It's your life. That's true. We're not here to tell people what to do with their bodies. So how about your ratings and recommendations? Wait, did I even give my rec? I didn't even finish my recommendations. We can track my recommendations. People who like monster movies. People who like slasher movies. This is the movie for you. It is, in my opinion, resembles a classic monster movie. And there's a lot of killing going on. A lot of brutal, breaking, action-packed, blood, squirting. uh, Are you just saying words now? (laughs) If you like any of the words I just said, I think you should watch this movie. I'll tell you what, that must be, like, Gabriel's, like, signature. Like, you know how, like, Jason got, like, the signature, like, machete, Freddy Krueger got the claw. I think Gabriel's signature is, like, just snapping people's fucking arms. I really, th- that's the go-to. Oh, man, that's, like, painful to look at. That's, like, what's his name in Roadhouse? His go-to is breaking knees. No, his, ro- his, his go-to is just ripping people's throats out. Oh, yeah, that's right. My bad. Roadhouse. All right. All right. My rating and recommendation. So rating wise, I would, I'm going to be similar to y'all go about a 6.8. Um, and I bounced back after the first time I watched it, I think I would have been went lower, but watching it a second time, I did find a little bit more negatives, but I think the positive shine brighter on the second viewing. Um, so 6.8 out of 10, um, and most of those points are going to be the visual style I loved in this movie. It was uh, a throwback to the classic uh, late late sixties, seventies, early eighties Italian horror films. You had the lighting, you got the different different shades that gave you different feels. The the big establishing shots of like the creepy house, like the, the if. If you're looking for a visually pleasing movie, there's a lot that you're going to like in this film. Um, me, personally, I really like the score in this film. I do like that like 80s-style synth, as well as it turns out. They also used the Pixie song for like a lot of uh, extended scenes in there, uh, which, I mean, you're always going to get points in my book for that. Um, as far as like drawbacks, the acting fucking is infuriating it's like painful it's like pulling teeth listening to some of the dialogue in this movie so that's going to be rough on you there but if far as group of people i would be recommending this to um kind of i liked what you said about the fans of like monster movies because it is kind of like um a a weird little monster movie by the end um and there's so many different things going on like uh I mean, if you're a fan of old Italian horror films, check this out. Uh, there's there's a lot that you will appreciate in here. Um, as far as, as as other people, I'd recommend it too. That might be it. Like, it's 
the best thing I could say about this movie, and I get not necessarily a good thing, but best as in for you to know if you would like this movie or not, is that this movie is definitely one of those films that's not for everyone. Um, I don't think this is movies really for me, and definitely not for you, Boog. But uh, there is a, a group of fans that will really appreciate this out there. And I would still, saying that, recommend most people seeing this because of how batshit insane this movie turns out. It's worth experiencing. And we always say it, was the movie entertaining? And it was such a weird, weird journey to get to the end of this film that I think that it was entertaining. I mean, that's that's the best way I could put it. Like, the... <laughs> The journey to get to the end of this film was entertaining. So I think I, I won't be watching this film again, really. But I was entertained watching the film. I absolutely agree with you. That's why my score is better than a five. It was entertaining. Yeah. That's how that's how I look at scoring. Just a little peek inside the the in, inside the microphone. We'll rename that later. Did, uh, did the same people the same people that write the dialogue for this movie write your dialogue for this episode? Because it's hurt. Possibly, I made I might have dropped a few brain cells. We'll get you checked for one of them teratomas. I appreciate that. I completely lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Where is my mind? And we're getting sued again. No, I completely forget what I was saying now. Oh, a, a peek inside the microphone. Again, we'll, we'll rename that later. We're just calling that for right now because I can't think of anything good because what I just said. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't make any sense because your voice comes from without the, with, like, outside of the microphone. So technically, all it's Get in my microphone. Get in my microphone. No, how, how I score... Films, how I look at films. You already said it. You already said it. You said you said if it's if it's not worth watching, it's going to be below a five. If it's worth I watching, I didn't say it in its entirety. It was, impl it was implied. You're just spinning the tires, book. What do you, you got? Something else for me here? I'm going to wrap this one up. Put a bow on it. I had something, and I lost it. That's so sad. Uh... I hated the ending. Yeah, I, I, like, I did as well. Like ending, ending. Not like after everything was spoilers resolved, I guess you can say. I say this all the time. I hate when things just like fade. I hate, I like to see a little bit of happy at the end. Not, I, I, not that I don't think the ending had happiness to it. I just thought it was bland i thought it i i like stories that yeah everything gets resolved it's happy and afterwards it builds on what just happened well, i mean and you you can either create a second film from it because of the ending or you can kind of end a series because of the ending i hate to break it to you book but uh real life doesn't always guarantee you closure like 
sorry, but this ending has uh, pretty much closure, and you can make a sequel off it if you wanted to. So I don't know what else you wanted from it. I didn't like the ending because I thought it was just stupid how they just did it. But that's me. Uh, I like would it's a stupid have... explanation of how they uh, locked him in her mental jail. But but I mean everything that you said that you didn't like about the ending is in that ending. I would have liked something. Different. I would happen. have liked to show like more of a relationship with her true mother afterwards. Why would she have any relationship with her? Because they just went through this truly traumatic experience together. Another thing I gotta break to you, Boog. In real life, going through a traumatic situation with another person doesn't um, necessitate that you're gonna develop a relationship, or does that other person owe anything to you? But uh, let me break it to you such straight life. here. Let me That's... break it to you straight here. Life. Uh, finds a way. And we're sued again. This is going to be the most expensive episode we've ever cut. This is a record. Alright, you ready to wrap this up? Well, yeah, I've been, I've been ready to wrap this up. I, I am like, I'm just like speaking gibberish right now. I, I'm, I, I, I love doing these, but I feel like I'm not putting anything educational into the minds of the listeners. It's not your job. You're right. Ah, uh, Christ, bug. I don't know. This movie got our, our brains fucked up. Anyway. Oh, didn't you say, say you had a new segment? You want to do a new segment? You want to save it for the next time? Do it. All right. Now, we'll wrap, right before we wrap it up here, Boog had a new idea for a segment and actually thought, God damn, Boog got a good idea here. So uh, without further ado, the new segment, put it on the box. So just a Again. little a little explanation of what it would be is like think the old uh VHS boxes um and how on the back they'd have a description or some type of tagline or on the front they'd be like so and so from like Roger and Ebert said this or like something a, a little descriptor either like a descriptor or like a tagline for the movie. So um Boog said he wrote a couple down for us here. So let's let's see what he got. First of all, I want to say that name is still pending. You Put it said, on the box? I Yeah, mine is back that box up. <laughs> we could say it in unison, in unison, back that box up. And we read what we wrote for the back of the box. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with you. My but head also, I don't know what's wrong with wrong me. With <laughs> all, all, right, right. All, right, all right, we'll go. Get back that box up. Back we... that box up. I wrote down four possible, I guess, titles you can put in the back of the box. First one, I wrote down, how well do you know the back of your hand? And I, could, I couldn't think of anything how to finish it to relate to, like, <laughs> do you know the back of your head even more? That's because that, that's, that's I think, I think, to me. I think based upon this movie and seeing this movie, I think if you wanted to make that into something, it would be like, how well do you know the back of your hand? What about the back of your head? Question mark. <laughs> but if it was... Like, all right, what else do you got for us here? All right, second one. Uh, I wrote down, when is the right time to start a family? When is the right time to reconnect with family? I guess that some lightly plays into this movie. It does, because technically uh, that's her family on the back of her head. 
and she saw her true mother. So family. And she, and she was going to have a baby until her uh, teratoma brother ate, ate three fetuses. <laughs> oh, now it starts to make sense. Oh, okay. Thank you. Kind of, but it's like so. It's oh, you're welcome. It kind of like, I don't know. I wouldn't put that Scratch on that. I, I wouldn't put that on a box. Number three. When you have nowhere else to go. When you are lost and need someone to lean on. Who do you turn to? That kind of didn't, didn't, that doesn't fit with the movie when I say it out loud. I thought that was like, uh, isn't that lyrics to the cheer song? I want to go where me. everybody knows me. I guess so. All right, all right bring it home here, Book. What do we got? Because I, I, I got one for you at the end. So you finish your fourth Good. one here and I got one. Wrapping it up. Slapping the horse in the ass to get it going. And to stop the segment. The fourth one, the final one I wrote down. Sometimes through life, the only one who truly has your back is your shadow. But what if your shadow turned against you? That's that's the, I would say, uh, of the four, that would be the best one. I could see that being like on like a little blurb on the back of the VHS like box so i think i could see that one but i think i got you beat you ready for this should Uh, i be nervous i'm nervous mine would be on the front of the box and it would say it would say uh what the fuck's that on the back of your head that would be it that would be my tagline in this movie oh you can't can't do that why not because on the front of the box it has a dillip book proof of uh seal of approval does, this, stamp of does this move get the Dilla Bug stamp of approval? No, it doesn't. You okay. can put whatever the hell you want on the front of the box. I'll just spoil like That would be ours. Like, it would just be spoilers on the front of the box. Like, yeah, it's a weird fucking uh, Teratoma brother on the back of your head. That's the movie. You ever have eyes on the back of your head? You're this, not going to believe what the hell this, this, this chick bitch, has in the back of her head. This chick does. <laughs> Oh, okay. I it's, think we should. Oh, no, I got, I got one more. I got one more on the, for the back of the box. Do it. Is that a butthole in the back of your head, or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> no, you can't. Just... All right, all right. We got to end this. All right, we're, we're done. All right, all right, we're wrapping Loose it up. cannons. We're wrapping it up. <laughs> all right. You uh... can't. Well, they don't. It's fine, book. They don't even make VHSs anymore. I know, but. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. We're wrapping it up. Us, uh, if you're listening to the podcast on your favorite streaming service, you're living your best life. Good for you. Uh, if not, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, Amazon Podcast. Now, uh, I guess I think they also put them on Audible as well. Not 100, percent but pretty much anywhere that you can listen to podcasts, we are. Um, if you're trying to reach out to us, our email address is huntershorrorvision at gmail.com. Uh, just shoot us an email if you want us to check something out, have any questions, comments about the episodes, anything like that. Um, we're also on Twitter. That's just at horrorvision. Um, just DM us. We're pretty responsive on there as well. We have a YouTube channel. You could like subscribe that if you wanted to as well. That's Hunter's Horror Vision. Uh, Other than that, I think that's all we got for you today.
I just want to say I don't have access to the Twitter. So if you DM us, it will not be something inappropriate. Yeah, I made sure not to give Boog access to it. Like I will, sh- I share with him everything that we get from there, but he doesn't have physical access. Um, based upon some of his past internet activity, he uh, he's a big fan of showing people his butthole. So I didn't think the fans wanted to see that. <laughs> we started this episode off with some inappropriate googling. We're ending this podcast off with some inappropriate. Googling. That's pretty. That's a full circle. That's pretty. Yeah, pretty much a hey, circle of life, baby. That's showbiz, baby. That's that's what we call the biz of life. Ah, uh, we better end this one before we say something we probably shouldn't say. We're getting off the rails. <laughs> well, well, uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next week. We'll, we'll we'll see you when we when we see you when you see. Just just end this and please get in my microphone. We'll get in your I don't I still don't understand. I don't know. We'll we'll work that out. We'll get you we're gonna get you some outbook. Uh check you uh, later. Bye.